Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome, and this is Cindy Meyer, your radio show host for the weekly Spirit Seeker Hour, brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. We uh, have been uh, on the air since 2006, and that's quite a milestone. I I didn't realize it until just this past week. I thought, my goodness, that's a long time to be producing radio shows. And um, we started off in a traditional radio studio and reached people in St. Louis and, you know, into the metropolitan area. And then um, the station was bought out, and... Um, I thought, what am I going to do next? And then I was asked to fill in for um, a friend of mine's radio show, since she knew I had been a radio show host, and she was in this um, format on the Internet. And so at first I thought, well, how do I know if this is going to work? And um, I'll tell you, I've been doing it ever since, and we get stats every month, so we know that you're listening, and we're just very grateful for you telling your friends, your relatives. And um, and remember, this is a podcast. The minute, minute that the show is over, you can listen to it at any time of the the day or night, and we know that a lot of you listen during that time, so um, we just want to thank you. Uh, Spirit Seeker Magazine has been around for over um, 22 years now. We started off as a quarterly newsletter and then um, branched into a six-time-a-year publication. And then in 2002, we went to monthly. And what can you say? The rest is history. So here we are. It's my pleasure to um, bring you this show each week. And I'm grateful for the guests. I'm grateful for all of the advertisers who make the magazine possible um, to help nourish uh, your mind, body, and spirit. Spirit. Okay, just another couple of announcements, and then I'm going to bring my guest on. Um, the The announcement is that we do have an email list. It's an email uh, newsletter that we send out one one to two times a week, and um, and we let you know of other mind, body, spirit events that are going on um, when the magazine's online, uh, because we've been published online since 1998, and then we have a print magazine in the Midwest, and uh, we also ship to Florida, and we um, but we have this email newsletter that keeps you your finger on the pulse of what's happening at Spirit Seeker and what's happening with the mind, body, spirit um, connection throughout the United States and into Canada. So um, I encourage you to join our email list. So send an email to info at spiritseeker.com asking to be added, or you can go to the Spirit Seeker website and um, uh, fill out the contact form either way, either way and that's spiritseeker.com, and then we'll add you to our email newsletter. We do regular drawings from the email newsletter for um, for free books, for free movies, DVDs, all kinds of things, um, CDs. We get beautiful gifts that arrive at Spirit Seeker all the time, and um, we also give those away. So if you are on our email newsletter, you'll be eligible for all those drawings. Okay, so I think that's it. Um, I'm now going to tell you just a little bit about my guest. Um, my guest this evening is uh, Karen Stuth, who is the co-owner of Satyama LLC. And she um, is the uh, producer and founder of a wonderful new game um, that is um, being released. And that uh, new board game is uh, brought to you by Satyama. It's called Quintangled. It's a game of strategy, chance, and destiny. Um, she's going to share how uh, she and another um, uh, cohort spent five years uh, along with a third developer to bring forward this exciting board game. Um, I, I could tell you a little bit more, but you know, I, I want I want Karen to tell us all the different twists and turns, so I'm going to go ahead and bring Karen on at this time. So Karen, thank you for being my guest, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Cindy. I'm delighted to be here. Well, so, and you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say, what can I tell you about Quintangled? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you let, let's tell just a little bit so they know. Like Satyama has, works with writers, you work with authors, you work with all kind of creative, you know, individuals all the time. So how how did this game come to be? Well, fundamentally, you know, Satyama, we are a publishing company, and uh, we publish uh, card decks. We uh, bring out meditation CDs. uh, We publish books. And um, we were sort of, you know, I was at least, you know, as a co-owner of the company, casting about for uh, what might be our next project. And 
A friend of mine, Julie Lohr, um, came for a weekend, and we're sitting in the kitchen talking, and she said, you know, I've always wanted to develop a game around a quest. And she's an enormous, enormous fan, student, and proficient of both the work of Joseph Campbell and Carl Jung. Um, She is, you know, one of the finest esoteric scholars that I know. And so we began talking about, you know, what that game would be about. What would it look like? What would the players do? What is the uh, purpose of, you know, developing such a game? Neither of us um, had um, ever developed a game before. And, you know, so we began to discuss that. You know, we were both interested in a game where stepping onto your chosen path on a game board, um, the element of choice, as well as the element of fate would craft your outcome every time you play the game, which is true every day of our lives. This is actually, you know, a game based around life. But we were extremely interested in the uh, five-part journey that, you know, is in a lot of mythology as identified by Joseph Campbell, you know, that he studied the myths of uh, most of the cultures of the world and he um, discovered um, that there is a uh, template or a um, a pattern that emerged, you know, from that mythology that's common to all the myths around the world. And he gave it the name The Hero's Journey. Um, so we weren't looking to exactly build a game just like The Hero's Journey, but we were deeply inspired by that. And, you know, there are uh, multiple parts to the uh, hero's journey according to Joseph Campbell that in our game there are five fundamental stages that a player uh, accomplishes you know they leave uh, home and they uh, go into you know a world that that is not their usual world um, they receive magical aid so they depart and then they um, go into another realm which in our game is the world of Quintangled um, and Eventually, all players have to go into the abyss, and when they emerge from the abyss, they are their heroic selves. And the um, fourth phase of the game is um, returning toward home, um, and, you, you know, each player has to accomplish, you know, certain things along the way. And as they arrive home in mythology, um, they restore their world with the heroic wisdom that they have obtained. So, you know, these five fundamental components were the reason that we ended up calling it Quintangled. (laughs) Because a lot of people ask us all the time, where the heck did you come up with that name? Um, But it is a game. I like it. I like it. To me, I just hear it and I go, Quintangled. It's like, it just feels like there's twists and turns and, you know, it just feels like a um, mystery. It it, uh, totally is uh, a game of, a mystery and um, the path on the game board is very much a winding path. You just have an unbelievable uh, number of choices. But we, you know, theorized this game or this idea, and I wanted to invite in a third member of our team, Susan Andrew Lyon or Sue Lyon. And, you know, some of your listeners may recognize her name as the um, artist and graphic designer who wrote this successful children's book, How the Trees Got Their Voices, which we were fortunate enough to publish at Satyama. So Sue joined our team, and she actually had developed a game before. She used to work for a um, storage software company in Colorado, and one of her jobs there was to develop a game for new employees to learn the company. So she had you know, a little bit more experience than we did. And she definitely brought that to bear as we began to uh, develop Quintangled. And so we were off, and that was five and a half years ago. (laughs) We don't live Well, we don't live close together, you know. Uh, We're all in Colorado, but, you know, far enough apart that we're not going to get together every weekend or even once a month. And so we saw each other sometimes three times a year, sometimes four times a year. We met in almost every corner of the state. (laughs) We would just get together for these extremely long sessions. And uh, we started out in developing the game by because we knew that we wanted to include the archetypes um, from the work 
of Carl Jung. So that is our other enormous influence in the game is the archetype work of Carl Jung. And so we um, identified eight archetypes that we wanted to include in our game. And that actually took us a while to narrow down to the archetypes that, you know, uh, we would include. So when you play Quintangle, when you first roll, you will become one of these eight, eight archetypes. Um, and we've given them names, and uh, they have talismans, they have animal allies, um, they have a heroic quest for a particular thing, they have their element, their nemesis, their mentor. So you uh, deeply get to know these archetypes as you play the game. That's, that's part of the fun and also the journey experience. And, you know, archetypes are, are big in our culture, you know, and, you know, yeah, and, and you know, you look at all the, the hero movies and, you know, and I'm familiar with Campbell's work. He, I think it's, you know, quite brilliant how he analyzed and synthesized and, you know, Carl Jung is just so big on symbolism, you know, and, and the archetypes. So, I mean, this is, this is fascinating. So, um, so tell us just a little bit, like if we were, let's act like we're playing the game. Can you, um, I know, I, I know this is different and maybe you can't do it, but maybe you can. So if we were playing this game, can you, can you name like one of the archetypes that you might be? And then one of the two or three of the choices that you have to make? Well, I uh, can name all eight of the archetypes actually. (laughs) Um, that you you might you'll roll the eight sided die to begin. The first thing that you do in the game is you roll the eight sided die to become one of the eight archetypes. So if you roll a one, you're going to be Ferris the Red Knight. If you roll a six, you're going to be Aaron the Indigo Sage. If you roll a four, you're going to be Rosella the Green Healer. If you roll a five, you're going to be um, I'm just looking for um, the name of the dreamer, uh, Lamberto, I'm sorry, the Lamberto, the sky blue dreamer. Um, if you roll a three, you're going to be feeling the jester. If you roll a two, you will be uh, uh, Mirabella, the orange lover. If you roll an eight, you will be um, the white priestess. Her name is Albiona. And I've left out uh, the monarch, but the monarch is the other one, and... Um, the only thing I can't tell you, I think the monarch is a five. Uh, yes, so the monarch is a five. So the first thing you would do is roll to become one of these archetypes, and you're going to receive a beautiful character card to put right in front of you as you play the game. It has, you know, a big game board. It's very, very beautiful. And so let's say that you rolled to become Lamberto, the sky blue dreamer. If you were Lamberto, then you automatically know from the, your character card that your quest in the game uh, for this round will be for the heroic quality of vision. And you will learn a great deal about um, Lamberto as you're uh, going through the game. His animal allies, Griswold the Wolf, his um, talisman is the quill. And so in the first half of the game, as Lamberto... Um, you're going to travel all around the board. You must visit all four corners of the game board, and each one of them is, is an element. So uh, you must, you know, visit earth, wind, fire, and water and collect uh, a jewel from each of those corners as well as a wisdom card. And, you know, it's not uh, that easy to get around the board to get to this place or that place because you're going to encounter perils along the way. Um, you may also encounter um, allies and receive mentors and uh, at times you will uh, have the opportunity to visit a healing star which is like a, sort of um, a, you know a wormhole it'll take you immediately to another place on the board and uh, that's always very fun too you know I sometimes myself try to get very hard to certain you know healing stars because I know I can jump halfway across the world of Quintangle in oh one my moon. gosh uh, which is very wow, fun. and so that you know that's what you do in the first half, but you also have to do your shadow act, um, and the shadow act. You know, each of us has a shadow side to our personality. Every archetype has a, a shadow aspect, you know, of their character. So, 
for example, if you were Raphaela, the green healer, your shadow act would be to um, uh, send another character to Quaking Quicksand. So um, the shadow part of the healer is the, the feeling of powerlessness. So it says on the card, feeling powerless, I send another character to Quaking Quicksand. Um, and along the way, you'll land on some bases where you'll receive magical aid. And you will land on some spaces where you receive a fate card. And what's interesting about the fate cards is half of them are really positive and the other half are not positive. Some of them actually say saboteur, go back to the beginning. <laughs> so you don't know what you're going to get, just like with fate. You know, you don't know right. what you're going to get. So you're traveling wow. around the board in the, in the first half of the game. That's what you do in the first half. You get those jewels and you get and you commit your shadow act, and then you can go into the abyss. And this is the crux of the game, the abyss, uh, which is where you uh, begin to, for each unsuccessful roll out of the abyss, you start losing your magical aid. So you might come out of the um, the abyss completely naked of assistance. <laughs> um, that does happen, uh, but that's okay, because as you emerge from the abyss, you have become your heroic self. So now uh, your character uh, changes during the game. You've received all of your element corner jewels. You've got your wisdom cards. And now in the second half of the game, uh, you do some slightly different things. You have to visit the heart center. And when you go to the heart center, you receive your animal ally token. So if you're Raphaela the Green Healer, you're animal ally is Adelinda the serpent and Adelinda the serpent uh, gives you magical power uh, a one-time superpower that you can use in a strategic way you also will do three heroic acts and this is my favorite part of the game is the heroic acts Um, everybody really likes those they're very fun so you have five to choose from but you only do uh, three And you must uh, do three, and sometimes it's not that easy. So we have our best intentions. And just like in life, we want to do something nice for somebody else, but they may be, the other player might be unwilling to accept it. Even though you're trying to benefit them, they may perceive that the thing that you're offering them, your heroic act, uh, such as changing places with them, uh, moving them, their character number of spaces, uh, sending them to a healing star. Each each um, archetype has a different set of heroic acts, but it may not benefit the person you're trying to give a heroic act to, so they can actually refuse to accept your heroic act. Oh boy. And you must, yeah, you must do three heroic acts. It's also a matter of strategy when and where you offer these heroic acts, so you definitely, you know, get the benefit of doing them. You also have to visit four perils. You know, in the first half of the game, you visited the four element corners. Now you're going to visit the four element corners again, but this time you're going to encounter a peril of each element. So, for example, quaking quicksand, we talked about that. That's an earth peril. So for each um, element you go and you uh, encounter a peril of each of those elements um, and you receive uh, points and colored rings for your character token, you visit the heart center, you get your heroic acts, and then you can start moving toward home. And I think the most interesting part of the game is that everybody's, you know, trying to get all these things done and move around the board and they're encountering fate and they're, you know, obtaining mentors and all, all kinds of things are happening. But the first person to go home ends the game. And then everybody counts their points. So the first person to go home doesn't necessarily win. Sometimes they win, and sometimes they don't, because the winner is the person who along the way has obtained the most wisdom. And that's my favorite part of the game. Right. So, you know, so each time a person would play this game, they would have a different experience because they would, um, you know, Chances are you want to get the same archetype each time. Chances are your heroic acts uh, would not be the same. That is exactly right. And chances are you're never going to make the same set of decisions twice. So you can play the game 100 times in a row. It's never going to be the same way twice. 
Um, it probably sounds like this is a game that go on, goes on for hours, but our experience is that with three to four players, it's going to be maybe 60 to 90 minutes. It goes, you know, pretty wow. fast. And the, the more that you learn the rules, uh, the more quickly people are learning how to hop around the board and move around in the world of quintangles and, you know, how to use their superpower and how to use their talisman. And um, it's really a game of understanding how your choices craft your destiny. It's a game of understanding that fate is just an element that we deal with every day, but it's not a thing that necessarily has to stop us. You know, we, you know, can encounter, you know, a situation and then we just, you know, learn how to get around it or we deal with it and we go on, you know. And so fundamentally, uh, the game is a game of life skills. And it also happens to be fun. So you need not know one thing about Carl Jung. You need not know anything about Joseph Campbell. You need not care about the archetypes whatsoever. You can just play the game to have fun. Uh, We've beta tested it with close to 100 people, and uh, we feel pretty confident that it's it's not only fun, but it's, you know, very user-friendly. We have a great, easy, easy set of rules to read. And the most fun thing about our game is that it comes with a little book. It has a little book inside um, called uh, The World of Q. And that's written by Julie Lohr, who wanted all the people who got the game to be able to read more about archetypes if they want to. So if you buy the game, and decide I'm never going to read that little booklet ever, not even once, no problem. It's not going to keep you from playing the game. It's not going to keep you from winning the game. It's just there for people who might want to know more. You know, Karen, how many people can play the game? Well, eight, because there are eight character archetypes. But we think it's the most fun with four. And, you know, I have played it with six, and that's fun, too. It just takes a little bit longer to play with six. Um, we've, I've never actually played it with eight people, um, so I don't know uh, how that would go. But other people, in some of our other test groups, they've uh, played it with eight and told me that it, you know, feels roughly the same as six. I guess I just really like four because uh, the game stays pretty peppy that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So what what age range would you say this game is for? It sounds like it'd be pretty diverse on that. You know, um, kids are so smart these days. Right. Oh, we I know. Have, we have banded it for age 14 and above, but I have no doubt there are some eight-year-olds out there that could probably, you know, whip me in a game of quintangles. They just, you know, they're so quick and they learn things so fast. But it's definitely a game that involves a lot of strategy. And if you love strategy and you love, you know, thinking ahead a little bit and paying attention to what other people have, how many wisdom cards do they have, how many points have they accumulated, uh, then this is an ideal game for you. My father played it and he said anyone who loves bridge will love this game. So I've never played wow. bridge. I can't comment on that. But um, uh, oh, they're counting guess. points all the time. It's a whole yeah. I've I've taken bridge lessons twice, and both times I was like, oh. I, I mean, as much as I love cards, you know the the bridge thing. I just um, it it takes too much de- like this that you could play in you know an hour to an hour and a half would be fabulous. Well, yeah, it's very fast, and unlike bridge, you really don't have to keep track of points in your head. You don't have to be counting anything. You can because each person has a character card in front of them. So, with one glance at the character card, you can see um, if they have all their uh, element jewels, if they have their talisman card, because those all go right on your character card, right in front of you. So you're building your card as you go along. So with one look, you can see where somebody else is compared to you and you know, we wanted it that way. We didn't want anyone to feel like they had to play the game with a pad of paper and a pencil. <laughs> you know, games games are a big thing. You know, I grew up with six kids, and we played Monopoly and Risk and um, 
what was this other one? Coupe Foray. It was a French game. Um, I, you know, we play games all the time. I mean, I I just grew up that way, and I can remember in college, you know, university like evenings where we would make pizza. It was this one professor who invited us to their house, and I was the only girl that went because everybody else was guys that played Risk at that time. And I'm like, what? But I grew up with you know with brothers, and 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 now they have whole things, whole groups through meetup groups where they play games. I mean, you probably already know all this, but it's it's a yeah, big part yeah. of the culture. And I had new neighbors move in across the street, and they're so sweet. I, I know, I think they know I'm like a single woman, and they're like, hey, you'll have to come play game night with us. <laughs> They've got a house full of kids because they're merged, but, you know, their kids are older. I'm like, sure, I'd love that. You know, but it's like if you can, you know, not if, when you get into the right groove with this, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of that that game Settlers of Catan. I mean, I had never heard of that game, but all of a sudden it hit all the college campuses. And, you know, right. it's – and yeah, I mean, it just – but this game is really for the – for the people who love, like, understanding, you know, the higher wisdom. I mean, this is fabulous. Well, you know, again, you can just play the game for fun without, you know, knowing any of those things. But if you have awareness of, you know, those other things, it's going to mean even more to you to play the game. But uh, not knowing those things or caring about them should not stop you from uh, playing Quintangled, you know, absolutely. I mean, we built the game to be fun and interesting and um, to be visually beautiful and exciting and to be rather different. So our game does not compare with some of the popular games like Warhammer or, you know, I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to name some of the death and dying games, but, you know, it's not about killing. You, you don't have to kill anyone to win. There's no killing. <laughs> There's no, no, you do strategy. It's a and heroic game. quests. Even, right. That's right. Even when you're sent to the gusty gargoyle, you're not going to die. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. The worst is the quicksand, or you might drown in a flood. No, I'm sorry. I don't even know if there's a flood right. in there. Yeah, but, you might but, fall um, in the frigid lake, yeah. <laughs> oh, my right. gosh. So, so what was it like for five over five years to be, like, coming together on this and now to be birthing it? What I mean, this has to feel fabulous. It just it has been an amazing journey. First of all, it's been an amazing journey because of the two partners that I took the journey with who are just extraordinary women, and I wouldn't have wanted to develop a game with anybody else but them. Um, and we definitely, just like any, you know, uh, product development team had ups and downs at times. And we changed our, mi- our mind about a lot of stuff. We decided we would make a rule about this, and then, you know, two months later we would get rid of that rule and, you know, we always had to be playing the game over and over again. Um, you know, uh, first we conceived the archetypes, and then uh, Sue began to draw a game board for us. And the game board, you know, as we went along became more elaborate, and we changed the name of things, and we'd move something over here. And um, we just kept, you know, crafting the game, uh, sort of, you know, no pun intended, from square one, um, and built built it out and built it out and built it out. And, you know, we'd go away from each other for three months and come back with our brains actually having worked on the game that whole time and, you know, our subconscious. So we'd come back together. It would be extraordinary often that we'd all come with the same idea, let's do this. And um, sometimes we would think we were really onto something only to, you know, completely jettison that idea uh, six months later because it didn't feel fun or um, something like that, but uh, we did study game development quite a bit. You know, uh, we read books, we read blogs, we talked to people, we watched videos, um, we bought a lot of games. One of the things that we did even after we picked our archetypes and before we be- began to just sit down and say how will the game be played is that, you know, I went out and bought all these games and we would just get together and play game after game after game. Wow on the weekends that we would get together and make notes of what we liked and what we didn't like and experience those games where you open them and there's virtually no instructions or the instructions are so obtuse. We're looking online, trying to understand how to play the game. One game that we bought, we just ended up never playing it. It was a complete mystery to us. Oh boy. Uh, So we, you know, definitely wanted to make it so easy that you just have, you know, one piece of paper with all the rules 
before the abyss is on one side, after the abyss is on the other side. And, you know, the uh, instructions are pretty graphical. So, um, you know, we just wanted to make that part really easy. We don't think that anybody should have to spend two hours trying to figure out how to set up a game board and just start playing. And we did experience that more than once with games that we would buy. And so we knew what we what the experience was that we wanted and the experience that we didn't want. Um, so, you know, playing all those games, and each time we got together, we'd play a new game. We'd find a new game, you know. You know, I just kept buying all these games, and then, you know, I don't even think I have any of them anymore. I just kept giving them away. <laughs> uh, so people would come over, and I'd say, hey, do you like to play games? You know, have one of these games. So uh, <laughs> I actually gave well, one to the UPS man. When the UPS man came one day, they said, oh, do you like games? And we got in the biggest discussion about it, and he took a game with him. So it was oh, funny. <laughs> you just bless people. So, yes. so is the game available now? And if and how do people get this game? I mean, how do they? How how do how what what's the next step? You know, for listeners who are okay. like, oh, I want to play this game. Well, we're in our pre-sales now, so you can uh, pre-purchase the game, which will be out in June. Um, and you can pre-purchase it at a slightly lower price right now, either by going to our website, which is Satyama, S-A-T-I-A-M-A, Satyama, S-A-T-I-A-M-A, and just click on the shop button. It'll take you over to our online store. You'll see the word Quintangled, and you can pre-order it, or you can pre-order it through our crowdfunding program uh, where we're pre-selling copies of the game. And what's fun about our pre Pre-fund, um, pre-funding or our uh, pre-sales uh, program in our crowdfunding is that the game is a little bit less over there at Indiegogo.com, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O. It's uh, crowdfunding, and you know a lot of people don't understand what crowdfunding is. It's not GoFundMe. We're not raising money for someone to have surgery or you know to get the cat's leg repaired. It's this is just a pre-sales. Uh, program so that when we go to manufacture, we can place a slightly larger order. But at our pre, uh, pre-funding, oh, I keep saying that, at our crowdfunding site, you know, for pre-sales, we also have super cool T-shirts, and we have the most beautiful logo, beautiful, gorgeous dragon wrapped around a queue. I mean, everyone that has seen our logo has gone nuts for it. And so you can get one of those super cool T-shirts at Indiegogo.com. When you go over to Indiegogo, I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O, just search on the word Quintangled. You'll find our campaign, and uh, you can go in and pre-order a T-shirt, and those are actually going to be delivered in April. So uh, you can't black or white. They're pretty shrunk. Uh, They're really stunning. And I don't know that we're going to sell T-shirts after uh, we begin to manufacture the game. So this may be the only time you can get a cool dragon T-shirt. Wow. So, Karen, what what else do you have to say? I mean, it just sounds like so much fun, and um, I, I wish you much success with this, and I can't wait to play it myself. And um, But just anything else you want to share? Um, you know, um, I don't uh, think so. Uh, I think, you know, I've I've talked quite a bit about the game, but if you like games at all or you like fun tools that, you know, kind of help you grow, if you're one of those people out there that loves wisdom decks, then you're really going to love our game. Um, You know, each uh, element corner has a set of wisdom cards, so there are um, earth uh, wisdom element cards and fire wisdom element cards. And so every time you play the game, you're going to gather a different set of messages, basically, um, which is another uh, thing about the game that makes it unique. You're never going to get the same cards twice. And, you know, uh, those are, you know, a form of guidance. So if you like wisdom decks, you're also really going to love this game. Um, it's just a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, we hope that everyone will pre-order one and, you know, support us. Um, it's been <laughs> it's been quite an adventure. You know, I, I think we all, uh, the three of us, definitely had points along the way in which we said, "Why are we doing this?" But we didn't know the answer to that. We just knew that we were, and we were going to finish it, and we were going to bring it out. 
and it was going to be yes. like that. So, um, well, but and I mean, yeah, but I mean, just just the 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 whole sense of adventure and the twists and turns of fate, and then the wisdom cards, and then you know, teaching about the shadow self as well as the heroic self, and I mean, there's just so many different twists and turns with this that I bet you just laugh and have fun while you're playing it. Like, oh, here comes my the hero, or here comes go to the quicksand. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Or the, or, or the wheel of fortune. You know, there's. Um, so many fun things like that um, on our game board and the Healing Hall and the Virgin Valley and, um, you know, the Rainbow Prism, uh, the Hall of Mirrors. So, you know, it's uh, very whimsical and uh, very fun. And if you go to our Indiegogo campaign, you will see a video over there. You know, we don't have one of those video uh, campaigns uh, videos that look like it was produced in Hollywood by Steven Spielberg. And some of them swear to God, they really do look like that. I just think, oh my gosh, you know, how much did they spend on their video? <laughs> it, it's know. all animated yeah. and everything. And our, ours is, is not like that, but you'll definitely get a sense of the game. You'll see the game board. You'll watch, uh, you know, four people playing the game. One of them, um, he's always losing. <laughs> Stuff's always happening to him. He's, totally has, you know, many of the twists and turns of fate, but you'll get a good look at the game board and, you know, kind of get a sense of it. And I think you'll see how absolutely uh, lovely it is, you know, on top of everything else. We feel uh, pretty proud of it. We really do. We are sure that there are probably little things here and there that, you know, we might, you know, improve at some point in the future. We don't know what they are right now we don't you know we don't think we have all the answers but uh we are extremely happy with the game and we've just received enormous uh rave reviews about it so we feel like it's been well vetted and we've taken our time obviously five and a half years so, well, uh, but you did fun. your research, you know, and you and you tried all these other games, you know, to I mean it sounds like you've really given this so much thought we we really have, and, you know, it was quite a journey for us. I mean, the whole time that we were making the game, we knew that we were on the journey of Quintangled as well, um, and there was a, a lot of learning for us. But I think if anybody's looking for something invigorating to do, go out and develop something and get in the middle of something you know nothing about. <laughs> and it really is pretty exciting and fun. So um, I I highly recommend I really do. So, listeners, when you go to Indiegogo, you don't have to put the .com. You just go to Indiegogo, and then it takes you um, to the site, and then it'll give you a spot to um, index it, and then you just put in Quintangled, which is Q-U-I-N-T-A-N-G-L-E-D, and um, you'll see the beautiful dragon around the queue. It really is fabulous, Karen. And... um, and you've raised a, a good amount already, and there's 17 days left um, to yes. do your pre-order. Um, so tell your friends, um, you know, you know they they still want orders. So pre-order and have it just arrive, and it will arrive sometime in June, right? It'll arrive um, about the fourth week in June, and uh, I just want to express gratitude for um, anyone who's going to place a pre-order. You know, you become a part of our journey. Um, you become a part of something important that we believe we're bringing to the world. Um, you know, I, without, you know, sounding arrogant, we just, you know, believe that this is a tool that is, you know, not only a fun game, but going to assist people and make them feel very thoughtful. I've noticed in my own life, sometimes when things happen, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I just fell into the quaking quicksand. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then you're like, okay, it. what's... Yeah, what's the higher vibration? What's the opposite? What is the other thing I can do to get out of this quicksand? But, um, well, you know, and, and, but and in just the tell game, us a couple. Know, in sorry, the game, ahead. you know you're never going to, well, I was just going to say that in the game, you know, even if you fall in quaking quicksand, it's not going to kill you, and you, uh, you're you not going to be there that long, you know, that it, it just everything passes, you know, just like in our lives, just like in our days, and you know, it's just kind of a reminder that things that may look really dire are actually, in fact, fairly short-lived, and once you leave them, they become really small. <laughs> um, wow. That's important. It is. I agree. I agree. So I just want to ask one more question. So 
um, with the heroic quest, can you give us just an example of one of them? Um, well, each character has their own heroic quest. They're each questing for something different according to their archetype or their uh, character. So if you're Mirabella, the orange lover, your quest is for the heroic quality of compassion. If you're the jester, your heroic quality is for joy. Um, if you're the sage, um, you're, uh, I'm just looking, I actually can't find it on this card. Um, oh, that for wisdom, I'm sorry, of course, sage, the wisdom, what am I thinking? Um, the heroic quality of, uh, or the heroic uh, quest for sage is for wisdom. Um, and, uh, you know, each one, you know, Ferris the Red Knight is uh, questing for courage. Um, so you're, whatever character you are, your quest is different each time. Um, so that's the thing that you're seeking. You're on the journey to obtain that. So it's really a learning experience, a understanding the twists and turns and how your choices um, lead you to where you go, your fate. And yet there's also just happenstance things that come out of nowhere. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really a skill. I mean, one of the core life skills that I think, you know, each of us have come here to obtain, you know, is the ability to sort of surf over the top of the waves, to be able to play the game of life, remembering that in its own way it is a game, and, you know, not to bog down in things that really are places you're not going to stay very long, you know, but that's actually your choice. But every day we have a set of choices, just like when you go into the world of Quintangle. You have a set of choices to make in every minute of the day, and that crafts your outcome. That crafts the outcome of your day, and your days craft the outcome of your life. And um, this is uh, so much what the game is actually about. But, again, you can play it a million times and never really know that. You're just going to obtain that sort of subliminally, but we have a multiple number of therapists that have ordered uh, multiple games because they're going to play them with their patients. And because there's so much, I mean, it's perfect. uh, You can learn about yourself, you know, just by playing the game. And what's really fun to me is that almost always when you get a group of people together playing this game, and we do it ourselves, the three developers, that you just uh, start helping the other people because it doesn't keep you from being a winner on your own path or even winning the game overall if you're assisting other people and it becomes almost um, irresistible to you know start helping people like well if you took this path instead of this you could get this and almost 100% of the time that always happens that people start collaborating and they build these little communities <laughs> when they're playing the game, and I just love that part. I really do. Right. Well, and I love the names, Journey to the Wizard's Castle, the Priestess, you know, the Jester. I mean, all the the names are just, you know, just it just intrigues you, you know? You're just like, yes, yes, Game of Destiny. And, well, and you know, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that a lot of people may not realize that, you know, the uh, what Joseph Campbell called the hero's journey, which is a uh, phrase that's now copyrighted by the Joseph Campbell Foundation. You know, we don't use it anywhere in our game because we didn't just sit down and say, let's make the hero's journey. We were just deeply influenced by the work of Campbell and Jung. But the the hero's journey itself is such an important template, which is, you know, part of our psyche that Hollywood has hardly accepted a script in the past 40 years that's not based in some way on the hero's journey. And, you know, some in some movies it's so obvious. Star Wars, um, Indiana Jones, um, you know, superhero movies, 100% of the time they're completely built on the hero's journey. And uh, one of the people that teaches screenwriters in Hollywood um, is Phil Cousineau, who knew Joseph Campbell very well. In fact, they made a documentary together, and he actually helped screenwriters to use the hero's journey template in making um, 
movie scripts to be presented to studios because studios want to know for sure that the hero's journey template is in there. And uh, Phil Cousineau actually has helped us. He has uh, been a supporter of the game. Um, and, you know, he's going to be one of the first people to receive one of the first games for all the wonderful assistance uh, that he has given us. But uh, George Lucas actually flew um, Joseph Campbell out to California to Skywalker Ranch and sat down with him uh, with the script of Star Wars, and Campbell influenced deeply, uh, you know, the making of the scripts for those movies um, so that, you know, now when you watch Star Wars, you're going to go, well, there's Luke Skywalker, and the first thing that happens is he leaves his ordinary world. You know, he's forced off his planet because he loses his home. And then, just like in our game, right away he receives magical aid. He receives his lightsaber. So, you know, once you learn uh, the this, you know, template, which runs through all of mythology that Joseph Campbell brought to our attention, you're going to start to see elements of that template all over the place in books that you read, in TV shows, in movies that you watch. It's deeply embedded in our psyche. And um, it is a very important um, motive, motif out there. Um, so, you know, you don't, again, need to know a thing about it to respond to it. We do that every day. Just beautiful. And I'm looking at the Indiegogo right now with the board is just, it's just, it's fabulous. I mean, Karen, you guys have put a lot of, um, I should say you gals have put a lot of um, thought into how beautiful this is. And I think it's great that Sue is the one who designed this. I mean, after, you know, all of her, you know, beauty in the, in her book that she wrote and, you know, just all of this, this is just fabulous. Um, She's so my listeners, favorite artist gonna, in the world. <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's so creative. I mean, it's just yes, so incredibly creative. So, um, so listeners, once again, Satyama S A T S A T I A M A dot com or Indiegogo, um, or you can go to Indiegogo dot com. But if you just go to Indiegogo, it'll take you there, and then just look up the Quintangled. You can do the pre-order now, which will help support the larger order being placed and ready to roll out in June. And um, Satyama, you know, I'd encourage you to go to Indiegogo for that. But Satyama, for um, to find out more about you know what they're offering, and you'll see the work that Karen's doing. She's very generous on her on her site there's um well you can tell them there's different meditations there's so many things on your site um oh, you, you offer a, i'm sorry yeah, please go ahead. go ahead i was just going to say we have uh, a huge virtual meditation hall um, which you can go every day and listen to a different uh, guided meditation we have so many different styles and types and generously we've been given guided meditations by just some unbelievable people sharon salzberg ram das uh, Michael Beckwith. Um, so we have just, you know, some magical uh, virtual uh, guided meditations that you can go in and listen to a different one every day. Um, there's such a wide range to choose from, and you can just, you know, click on it and um, sit there and listen. Um, by the way, if anybody is having trouble finding our game campaign, what we have our own Facebook page, but Quintangled has its own Facebook page, and nothing would make me happier than if everybody would go in and like our page. And, you, you and will find share it on your page. Yes, thank <laughs> you. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, and yes, absolutely. Our, the link to our, yeah, the link to the campaign is on the Quintangled Facebook page. The link to the campaign directly to our game is on Satyana's Facebook page. And um, we'd love if everyone would you know, spread it around and share. This is, you know, kind of a word of mouth thing. We're not, you know, a giant gaming company with, you know, millions of dollars. So, you know, we're going to get by with a little help with our friends. It's called Grassroots and Supporting a Wonderful Game from a Cultural Creative who has her heart in the right place on every level. So there you go. <laughs> so, okay. 
Well, it's the truth. I mean, you are very generous, Karen, and um, to have spent five years in the development of this game and to roll it out now, it's perfect timing. We all need something to help us with the with uh, what's going on in our world, and this will take you into an enchanted game of destiny and fate and, and let you play a game. I mean, my fav- one of my favorite books in all time is The Game of Life by Florence Scovelshen, right? Okay? Oh, and yes. and yes. It's one of my favorites, and you know, I don't. I, listeners might know this or not, but she's a, a female metaphysician that wrote that in the early 1900s. And of course, metaphysical uh, no, and metaphysical female uh, no, we're not going to publish it. So what did she do? She published it herself, did it herself, and it is now. What is this? 2018. It's in every language all over the world. Still published. I mean. She she had the vision, and she just you know, so I mean to me this is this is part and parcel of you guys, the the three of you having this vision and creating this beautiful game for all of us. So, um, and it is it's like it's quintangled. You know, I love the name. I I just love that you came up with that name. And you know, all of you, when you see the cue with the dragon around it, and it's just this dragon, you know, hugging onto, hugging, literally hugging onto this cue and merging their energy fields. It's just fabulous. So, all and right. Well, Karen. Oh, I know. It's beautiful. You know, yes. and you know, with, with, yeah. I mean, being a feng shui consultant, I'm always into the, you know, the elements, you know, and hardly anyone understands how earth, fire, wind, water, you know, like all the different elements, metal, you know, how it all plays, you know, and, and, and even in our bodies, you know. So here you're teaching all this in this game, too. It's just fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous. Uh, and coming in, you know, with the, I mean, people that are playing it are getting the knowledge without realizing it. And I love how in your own life you're like, oh, I'm in the quicksand. Oh, I need to get out. <laughs> it's only temporary. <laughs> it's only, and you, you call it the elements of fate and magical aid. You know, I mean, how yeah. how beautiful is that? You know? So, okay. So I think um, – I, listen, I mean, I, I'm serious. Help support this game. So there's two ways. You can go to Satyama and, and you know, like Satyama, but uh, go to the Quintangled as well. And then Indiegogo uh, to pre-order your game. And then you'll have this surprise package arriving the end of June and have a wonderful game to play for all of your um, family activities and friend activities this summer. So, gosh, Karen, thank you so much for all of your uh, devotion to this game and making it happen well thank you for uh having me on to talk about it today you know it's probably obvious that i'm uh, passionate about the game but i just want to say again that this game would not be here if not originally for the absolutely incomparable julie lore if you want to know more about hers it's just julie lore l-o-a-r.com or the absolutely transcendent artist susan andrelai her stuff is on etsy um, she, I can't even say enough about these women. So thanks for having us. Thanks for letting me come and talk oh, about it. And I hope yeah. that everybody out there will support us. <laughs> yes, yes. So listen, uh, the other thing is that this is a virtual podcast. So like within minutes of the show being finished, it's available. So if you want to just um, send the link, you can do that. Just go to um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cindy Meyer, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And um, it really does help. We all know when you when you get things active on social media, um, it's the way of, of communicating and letting people know. So share share this wonderful news and help support this beautiful game and all the work that Satyama is doing. So, Karen, thank you so much for being my guest. And um, may all of you have a fabulous week, and we'll be on the air next week. And uh, Beatrix Quintana will be my guest next week so um, enjoy this week and Kieran thank you so much again for everything that you're doing uh, on so many levels thank you may we all enjoy Quintangle okay all right good night everyone